reader question, avoiding flashcard hell and finding enjoyable studying strategies. Reader Garrett writes, I recently received my acceptance letter for medical school. Your content, ideas, and email exchanges helped me so much on this journey, so I wanted to share that with you and thank you. Ultra learning shaped much of my approach to studying during undergrad. I want to spell out a problem I am thinking through and see what you think possible solutions might be. I hate flashcards. I'm not against flashcards because I don't believe they can be helpful for learning. I hate them because I find doing flashcards to be incredibly boring, tedious, and energy draining. I don't know how much you know about the way that most medical students are studying these days. Seems like you can't go on the internet, look up studying content without coming across MedTubers videos on the topic. But the majority of students are using pre-made decks through Anki. The most popular contains around 30,000 cards. After talking with medical students who are using the deck, they report that completing 300 to 600 cards every single day, this takes them about one to one and a half hours. Do you have any other ideas about how to deal with topics which are very term heavy without getting lost in flashcard hell? I found Garrett's question interesting for two reasons. First, there's the issue of flashcards specifically. In this regard, I find myself somewhat lukewarm for the enthusiasm of flashcards. I think compared to most people, I find them to be excellent. On the other hand, I think flashcards are easy to abuse. It's easy to inadvertently make flashcard decks that won't really transfer well to the subject you're trying to master. Second, there's the broader issue of how do you find studying strategies that work for you. I tend to prioritize effectiveness in studying because I think that the best way to enjoy something is to do it well. A strategy that doesn't work is rarely a fun strategy. Yet I can sympathize with Garrett that sometimes the optimal approach can be immiserating. My mixed views on flashcards. So in my personal studies, I've had projects that made heavy use of flashcards and others where I didn't use them at all. When learning Chinese, for instance, I peaked at around 18,000 studied flashcards. In contrast, I didn't use them at all for Spanish. My most recent Macedonian learning project probably peaked around 3,000. I didn't use flashcards at all during the MIT challenge, but I did make around 20 to 30 paper flashcards for quantum mechanics to nail down some tricky trigonometric identities. I use them for studying medical neuroscience, but I haven't used a single one for my more recent research project. Flashcards are easiest to apply when you need to memorize a lot of information that has a cue response pattern. Thus, they're ideal for learning vocabulary, trivia, and laws. However, flashcards have a number of pitfalls if you're not careful. They can lead to memorizing without understanding. I think this is more likely with pre-made decks where you can simply grind through the correct answer through repetition without really seeing why it's true. They can lead to memorizing a specific answer instead of a general method. So flashcards are great for facts like 7 times 7 equals 49, but they're much harder to teach an algorithm like 1501 plus 239 is equal to 1740. The reason is it is difficult to get the full range of possibilities in static flashcards. As a result, you sample a few of the problems from a given type, but that invariably leads to just memorizing those answers instead of the general procedure. I prefer practice problems here, especially if you can draw upon a huge library of cases instead of repeating the same cards over and over again. Finally, they can lead to memorizing stuff that you probably don't need to remember. This is equivalent to the student who highlights every sentence in her textbook. 
I've coached some students who seem to create a flashcard for every possible factoid without selecting which ones really deserve memorizing in the first place. My view on flashcards is that they're good supplementary practice, and for tasks where the memory burden is especially high, they may even form a bulk of your studying time. Yet I think we should always be pairing these with realistic practice, whether that's having an actual conversation for language learning, doing the practice tests for your certification exam, or using the skill in real life. What to do about effective but unenjoyable studying strategies? So after discussing some of these points with Garrett, he conceded that in his view, the quality of the pre-made medical flashcard decks was relatively high. Thus, the issue was less on whether the strategy would work and more on whether it was possible to avoid it. Here, I think it's useful to keep a few things in mind. Number one, sometimes a strategy just takes some getting used to. I strongly recommend doing practice tests for people who are studying for a standardized exam. However, anxiety usually runs high, and so people tend to avoid using this strategy at the start, which often wastes studying time. However, if you get in the habit of doing it regularly, the anxiety diminishes, the activity becomes routine, and you stop feeling so bad about it. Despite my ambivalence to flashcards, I had no problems doing it for hours a day when I was in China. Sometimes, you just gotta give it a shot. Number two, understand what the strategy is trying to accomplish. If you know what the purpose of the strategy is, you can replicate it with alternative means. In this case, flashcards are a particularly effective way to A, get retrieval practice, and B, get spaced practice. There are really effective studying techniques, but there's other ways to do them. You can do practice problems, for instance, or give yourself recall prompts. Number three, start with a focused approach. As mentioned before, there are some problems that are easiest to solve with flashcards. Vocabulary is a pretty obvious one, but there are fuzzier cases. You can learn a medical diagram through flashcards, but you could just as easily print out the diagram and force yourself to fill it in with labels covered up. If you dislike flashcards, I'd start by using them only on the most obvious cases and use alternative strategies where they aren't needed. For a competitive learning situation like med school, the amount that you can get away with low efficiency strategies is limited. Like it or not, Garrett will need to pass exams, and so there's a minimum studying efficiency bar he'll have to cross to make it. But for many of us, we're learning for purposes that aren't quite so pressing. We may want to learn a language for fun, in which case if we enjoy watching foreign films, we might get away with not improving our speaking ability for years. Similarly, the most rigorous approach to learning to draw would probably involve a slow buildup of basic technical skills, increasingly complicated projects and pictures. But maybe you just want to start drawing flowers or faces or whatever you want to draw for your own interest's sake. I tend not to talk about optimizing for enjoyment quite so much because, not because it's not important, but because I think this is something you can readily figure out on your own. Only you know what you like to do, so you have to make modifications to your learning process to suit your own personality. But my relative silence on this issue shouldn't make it seem like it's unimportant. Learning a lot depends not only on finding methods that work, but also finding methods you can enjoy and stick with. Thanks for listening to this episode. More episodes like this can be found by searching for Scott Young Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on most other podcasting apps available on your smartphone. If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider rating my show as it helps other people find out about it. More of my work can be found on my website at scotthyoung.com.